Welcome to Guarding the Well podcast episode number eight, where our aim is to help you have a healthy walk with Jesus. My name's James. Great to have you with us today. Hopefully things are well for you uh, in this crazy, crazy year. Um, But, um, you know, Jesus is still there. He's still moving. Uh, So I'd encourage you to just look for him and where the Lord is working and get involved. few years back when I was, you know, just searching out for the, the Lord and what he wanted me to do, I had a good pastor friend of mine. He goes, just see where God is working and get involved. He goes, he may not want you in that position or that kind of work moving forward forever. He goes, but it's a good place to start. And so I'd encourage you to do that. But, uh, once again, thanks for uh, joining us today. I uh, would love if you could help us out by subscribing uh, and leaving us a review on uh, the podcast. Would That would really, really help us out for uh, that, and uh, it would be fantastic if you can do that. And another thing you can do is you can connect with us on Facebook. Just search uh, Guarding the Well. Um, we're, we're there. You can connect with us. And I would love to hear what your favorite verse is in the scriptures and a quick reason why. Um, you know, I have a favorite verse, and maybe uh, we will do uh, a podcast episode on that. Uh, there is a story behind it. And so uh, maybe maybe uh, I'll dive more into uh, that verse, but I'd love to hear what your favorite verse is and maybe uh, a reason why, uh, maybe how the Lord used it to work in your life to speak to you. And uh, you could just drop us that uh, comment on our Facebook page. I would love to hear from you. But last week, um, hopefully you got to listen to last week's episode, uh, but last week we started a two-part thing on prayer. Uh, as I said, prayer is really, really important. And what we talked about last week is what prayer is, is ultimately talking to the Lord and how we pray and in the sense of um, is there a required posture of like being knelt down on the ground or eyes closed or anything along those lines. And we talked about that and uh, just talked about, you know, uh, focusing on prayer and, and uh, excuse me, focusing on the Lord and not so much on prayer and and we talked about why we should pray, and, and there's a host of reasons why we should pray, but the one I, I laid at your feet last time is that prayer disarms anxiety, and so hopefully uh, you could take a listen to that episode. That is episode number seven, um, and so that's what we talked about last week, and so this week I just wanted to come back and uh, just do another episode on prayer and just talk a little bit more about prayer because I think prayer is uh, vitally, vitally important. And I mentioned it in the last episode, but I think prayer becomes a missing element of our walk with Jesus. And as I said in the last episode, no guilt uh, here, no no guilt here on prayer. None of us pray like we ought to or should, and we all want to grow in our prayers, and that, that includes me. So th- there's no guilt, just the hope of helping you grow in your walk with the Lord. But we miss out on prayer. Uh, we really do. And I, over the decade uh, of pastoring a church, I've, it's been one of the things that I've tried to put my finger on as to why, why we struggle in prayer. I don't know if it's 
because we're talking and the Lord is not physically there. He is there, don't get me wrong. I mean like physically there. And it, it kind of seems like we're, we're talking to the wall. It's just to use that, that picture because there's not a physical person in front of us. I don't know if that's the reason uh, why we struggle in prayer. Uh, sometimes I think we struggle in prayer because of maybe the guilt or the shame that we have because of something we've done or something that somebody's done to us. And we just feel like, uh, I'm not worthy enough to come before um, the Lord in prayer. Sometimes I think we get too busy um, and we're, we're just doing other things instead of praying. And then there's times where if we're honest, we, we just don't want to do it. I, I don't know if there's a reason. It's just I don't want to pray. I, I would rather uh, watch the ball game or I would rather do whatever and not saying, you know, we're off doing something sinful. It could be um, doing something with the kids or, or your spouse or something along those lines, but we just don't feel like praying. And so I don't know. What what do you struggle with? What, what keeps you from, from prayer? I'd love to hear from you on that. Um, it's just something that I've been trying to uh, put a finger on uh, just as a pastor over the last you know, 13 plus years of, of pastoring a church. And, uh, but we struggle with it. And because, because of that, and because of a lack of a growing prayer life, um, we miss out. We miss out on communing with God. We miss out resting in Him. We miss out on just laying things before Him and, and just having Him work in our, in our hearts and our lives. Um, because he uses prayer to work in our lives so much. And so we just miss out on that. And so I, just like last week, just want to encourage you to, to have a growing prayer life with the, with the Lord. And uh, just wherever you are right now, just to start growing in your, your prayer life. And it, it would be fantastic. But the, the, the question becomes, well, what, what should our prayer life look like? And, what should our prayers consist of? Well, here's the deal. Our prayer lives are going to be different. My prayer life is going to look different than your prayer life, and your prayer life is going to look different than uh, the people that you go to church with. And the reason why that is is simply because this. God has wired us differently. God has created us differently. And so somebody's prayer life may be uh, journaling, where they're able just to pray and talk with God as they're writing things out in, in a journal type uh, manner. Some people, their, their prayer life is going to be uh, when they're building something, like where they're doing, like they're doing something with their hands. It just enables them to just focus and talk with God uh, more so than somebody else. Uh, somebody else, their, their prayer life may be just you know, they can't pray sitting down in a quiet room. They just need to go outside and go for a walk. And God has wired us differently. And so I'm not saying that our prayer lives need to be in this, you know, four-wall box and that your prayer life has to look like this, because in reality, it it doesn't. It's going to be different because God has created us and wired us differently. Um, some people, their prayer life, you know, you're going to sit down and pray for an hour, and, you know, that's nothing for you. To be in, like, deep prayer with God for an hour is quite easy for you. But somebody else, 
they'll drop four minutes of intense prayer and then then they're done. They, they, they're just done and they're on to something else. Not saying one is better than the other. It's just how God has wired us. But with that said, there are some things that should mark our prayer lives, that our prayer life does need to include some aspects of it. And so whether you're the one that prays for an hour, the one that goes for a walk, the one that uh, journals your prayers out, whatever the case may be, your prayer life and my prayer life needs to have at least a couple different things in it uh, that mark it. And one of them is this. It's praying without ceasing or praying continually. Paul says this in 1 Thessalonians, Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, he says, pray continually or pray without ceasing, depending on the translation that you have. And that means we should always be praying. Now, a lot of people go, does that mean I have to be praying 24 hours a day, seven days a week? No, it doesn't. What Paul is talking about is that we're always praying, that we don't just pray for one period of time in the day, and then we're done for the whole day. It's that we're continuing this conversation with the Lord all day long, like throughout the day. Not necessarily every minute, but, you know, one minute here, 10 minutes there, uh, three minutes here or there. Uh, example for you. Before I became a pastor, I worked at Wegmans. It's a grocery store. Uh, some of you may know one. Some of you may have one uh, in your area. But I worked in the deli department, and so um, I got to unload the, the, the trailers and bring all the, the deli supplies back to the department, put them in the cooler, put them away. And so I spent a lot of time in uh, the cooler because the cold didn't really bother me. And, you know, I was just able to do the work, and I would spend that time in the cooler praying. Uh, there was oftentimes... Uh, that I would work on sermons there. I would I would just pray, just talk to the Lord. And then there's times where uh, I'd be cutting lunch meat and I would see uh, the customer that I was waiting on. You could just tell that they were in a rough part in their life right now. You could just kind of like see that the burden, the weight on them. And so there's times oh, I'm cutting, you know, you know, turkey for them that I would just utter like a you know, 20, 30 second prayer for them, that the that the Lord would work in their lives, that the Lord would meet them where they are. And that is, that's what praying without ceasing is. It's just taking every opportunity that the Holy Spirit prompts us to throughout the day and pray for whatever the Lord has put on our hearts and our minds. Sometimes it'll be 20 seconds. It'll be a quick prayer. Sometimes, you know, maybe it's going to be five, 10 minutes, or maybe it'll be longer. And so, your prayer life, to, to have a healthy walk with Jesus, uh, to have a healthy prayer life, is going to be a prayer life marked by praying continually uh, throughout the day. And so I would encourage you, if you're in, in the season where you only pray in the morning or at night, whatever the case may be, and that's the only time you pray during the day, I would encourage you to, to get out of that. Another thing that should mark our prayer lives is this, thanksgiving. Paul says in Philippians, and I, I read this in the last episode, he says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, he says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And so our prayer lives should be marked by thanksgiving. It is you and I giving thanks to the Lord for who he is, what he has done in our lives and for us. 
in that Thanksgiving uh, runs the gamut from the forgiveness of sin, uh, salvation of not having to worry about hell because we've been saved through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and our faith in Him, uh, to, you know, the Lord providing a pair of shoes uh, that we desperately needed or a job or uh, whatever the case may be. At our prayer lives need to be marked by thanksgiving. And I think we struggle with that because our prayer lives are marked a lot of times by what we'll talk in a moment of just bringing requests before the Lord, where that the bulk of our prayer before the Lord is, Lord, please do this. Lord, can you work here? Lord, can you work there? Can you heal this person? Can you do this in that person's life? And I'm not saying that's wrong. We'll talk about that in a second. But our prayer lives need to be marked by thanksgiving, where we will come before the Lord and just thank Him. I often encourage my church to, every once in a while, come before the Lord and just, in prayer, thank Him. Don't ask for a single thing, but just sit there and thank Him for everything that He has done for you. We really need to be thankful to the Lord for everything that He has provided to us, the air, the technology. Think about the technology that we have in our world right now, and I know technology gets used for evil, um, but we have technology that makes His Word available to so many people throughout the world in so many different languages and different ways to study and learn and be encouraged. You know, thank Him for that. You see, what Thanksgiving does is it helps us trust the Lord more as because what happens as we thank the Lord for, you know, what He has done, we are reminded of and we start to see more of what God has done for us. And you know what that helps us to do? When we get in a season of doubt of going, oh, I don't know if the Lord can do this. I don't know if the Lord will provide. As we thank Him for what He's already done in our lives, we start to see, oh, man, He takes care of me all the time. He always shows up. He's always there. He's always doing something. Like I can look back and see these different things in my life and how the Lord has worked. And I'm thanking Him for that. And it's encouraging me to go through this season right now. And so if you're in a season right now in your life where you're struggling to see if or how or when the Lord is going to work, I would encourage you to spend time in prayer and just thank Him for everything that He has done in your life already, because hopefully, prayerfully, that should encourage you in your season because it's going to remind you of just how God has worked in your life already. And the other thing that Thanksgiving does is it realizes, well, causes us to realize just how blessed we are. We are incredibly blessed in so many ways. And thanksgiving, giving God thanks, helps us to realize just how blessed we are. That old hymn, Count Your Blessings, name them one by one. Thanksgiving helps us to do that. It helps us to get out of pride. It helps us to get out of entitlement. It helps us to stay humble before the Lord and trust upon Him. And so I would encourage you to have your prayer life marked by thanksgiving. And then, as Paul says, and I just read a moment ago, present your request to the Lord. There's nothing wrong with praying and, and asking God to work in somebody's life or to provide something. I've done it numerous times. I did it this morning in my, in my prayer life uh, as, as I, I just spent time in, in prayer with the Lord. 
there's nothing wrong with that. The Lord wants us to do that, to come before Him as, and go, Dad, you know, struggling in this area, can you help? Uh, will you help? You know, Father, I, you know, this is going on in, in, in so-and-so's life. Will, will you bring healing? Will you bring strength? Will you bring wisdom or guidance? Will you bring salvation to someone? And the Lord wants us to do that. He really, really does. Um, and so be in prayer for people. And when you say you're going to pray for someone, pray for them. Don't wait. Pray for them that, that moment, that, that instant. Um, but be in prayer, bringing requests before the Lord. And then the last one, and this could be a whole podcast, and maybe one day we'll, we'll do it. Um, but confess your sins. Our prayer lives need to be marked by us confessing. John talks about it in, in 1 John chapter 1, verses 8 to 10. He says, if we confess our sins, you know, God is faithful and just, and he will forgive us and purify us from all unrighteousness. And John is calling us to a life of confessing sin. I believe it was Martin Luther who said that the life of a Christian is a life of daily repentance, daily uh, seeking God's forgiveness of our sins because we do sin. And it is, it's sin. Uh, we can't say it's an error or a mistake. And sometimes there's mistakes that aren't sin, but we sin. We sin against a holy and righteous God. And because he is holy and righteous and just, he has to judge sin. And thankfully uh, for the believer, he's done that in Christ and, and on Christ. He's poured out his wrath and his judgment upon Jesus. And Jesus took that in our place. But God calls us to confess our sins, to continually do that, to bring our sins before him. And not to say, Lord, forgive me for my sins, but to come before him and confess our sins and, and name them. Lord, I, I, I lied. I have hatred. I have greed. I have lust. Whatever the case may be, to name our sin before the Lord. And that word confess means to see sin as God sees it or to say the same thing about sin that God says about it. It's not to say, oh Lord, I lied, please forgive me, and move on with our lives, but it's to be broken over sin, to see our sin the way that God sees it. That's what it means to confess our sins. And so our prayer lives, while they're going to be different because God has wired us differently, our prayer lives need to be marked by a continual prayer throughout the day. Uh, a prayer of thanksgiving, a prayer of requests, and very importantly, just confessing our sin before the Lord and asking Him to show us the sin in our lives that, that we don't see, that we don't realize. God is there. He does care for you. He does love you. He does want to work in your lives. And one of the ways that He works in our lives is through our prayer time with Him. And so maybe you feel guilty or ashamed because of a sin that you've committed or because your prayer life has become almost non-existent and you don't feel like you can come before the Lord anymore in prayer. You can. All you have to do is come before Him, start having a conversation, seek forgiveness. He will forgive you. He will cleanse you. And your relationship with Him will start to grow. And so I'd encourage you today, this day, for you to start working on your prayer life, 
because then you'll have a healthy walk with him, well, a healthier walk with him. So hopefully that is encouraging to you. Hopefully uh, that'd be a blessing to you and pray for you. And um, we'll, we'll be here next week, and, and hopefully you have a great week. Father, we thank you once again for the opportunity to pray uh, and just talk to you. Father, I pray that you'd be with uh, all of us, that you would help us to have a better prayer life with you, a life of prayer that is marked by confession of sin, of thanksgiving, of requests. And Father, a, a prayer life that is done out of a love for you, where we just want to communicate and commune and build and have a relationship with you instead of being looked upon as something we have to do. Father, prayer is not something we have to do. Prayer is something that we get to do. And there's a huge difference in that. I pray that you'd help us to have and build and grow a life of prayer with you so that our walk with you would be healthier and that we would be a light to the world that points them back to you, Jesus. We thank you for this and we give this to you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us.